0: Hi, I'm Bella Hilton, and you're listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. This podcast explores the power of the mind, the mind-body connection, and other supportive mindset techniques to help you to not only cope on this journey, but to thrive. In each episode, we'll do a deep dive into a different topic to explore the things that can support you in being more fertile, conceiving your baby. make a huge difference to your life. You are powerful and you have dreams and when you get your mind on board with your deepest desires, well, miracles happen. Hey everyone, I'm your host Bella Hilton from Studio Fertility and welcome to the podcast today from wherever you are listening in the world. I'm excited as always to be sharing with you anything that I can that can help you on your successful journey to enjoying your life now and conceiving your baby or babies and we have a really exciting episode coming up today. Um, so in the beginning, I'm really in this episode going to um, run you through a whole lot of, uh, theory, and then I'm going to tell you how you can apply it to your fertility journey. So now if you follow any fertility coaches out there specializing in this, you know, mind body approach to conceiving and getting pregnant like me, it can seem like we're all fixated on thinking positively, Right. And there is a good reason for that. You know, I, I think it's, um, it's not all about thinking positively. Absolutely not. But that is part of it. And that's because like me, we've seen the miracles that happen and it's actually far less of a miracle when you understand the science behind why shifting your thoughts and beliefs to empowering ones and shifting your emotions to more feel good emotions on a daily basis actually create such amazing results time and time again. And of course, The positive psychology movement wouldn't have gotten such traction if there wasn't something in it. But like I said, it's not just all about thinking positive thoughts. Um, I think that's an oversimplification. And the trouble with it is, you know, very few of us and very few people out there understand how our brains and bodies work and work together to create change in our bodies and our lives. So just sometimes repeating a mantra over and over isn't going to get you the results that you want. And I know that I'm forever learning more and more things that help me understand even more of how our brains work and how to help people who are struggling in life and struggling to get pregnant, um, people like you. And I've made it my life's mission so you don't have to do all the research. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit um, about our wonderful brain programming called the Negativity Bias Now, we are all actually programmed to fixate on the negative and forget about the positive. That's kind of a depressing thought, really. (laughs) But that's right. Our brains are designed towards the negative. We have a bias towards the negative at a very primitive level in our brains, often called the lizard brain. And before you say, oh, great, that's just wonderful, Bella. You're trying to tell us that thinking positively will be trying, like trying to push um, you know, mud uphill with a stick. No wonder it's so hard. It just sounds like too much work. Let me explain what the negativity bias is all about and how knowing about it can help you in your successful journey. See, like anything our brain does, it's actually designed to keep us safe. And that is what the brain is designed to do, basically, and especially in the unconscious mind. It's designed to keep us alive, um, and it does a remarkable job at it. Um, and this negativity bias comes from kind of our cavewoman days. Okay, so long ago, you're a cavewoman, and you're walking around looking for food, and you hear movement in the bushes behind you. Now, do you keep looking for food or picking your berries because, you know, you're starving and you have to take this food back to camp? Or do you get the hell out of there because it's like something that could eat you in, in the bushes, you know, like a tiger? Now chances are you're going to run like crazy to safety. Those barriers will be there or you can always keep looking for food but you can't keep yourself safe if there's a the tiger running after you. And the best part is your body will be flooded with cortisol and adrenaline, you know, to give you the energy and and Uh, pumping uh, blood to the parts of your body that need it, like your legs and your arms and giving you that focus you need to get to safety Um, and most likely making you forget you were even hungry. Isn't that great? So back then in our bare skin wearing days, just trying to make you feel fashionable here, fixating on the negative was the way to keep us safe because if we didn't focus on the negative, it would essentially be lights out permanently by way of a tiger and you see, this also serves us today. If you know, if we think we're in danger, then those same systems come online and try and help us get to safety. You know, and we go into survival mode. So this is actually a great thing. It's you know, um, no, no system that we have is a negative thing. However, um, you know, if you weren't aware of it already, we're no longer cave women. And I'm sorry if I'm breaking that to you for the first time. So we're no longer cave women, but we have this inbuilt system at our core. So let's see how it plays out in the world today. The thing is, it's probably just activated a little too much. You know, it can look something like this though um, uh, in today's world. We're going about our day and we have 20 positive interactions with people in our lives, but we have one negative interaction. Now, which do you think about? The 20 positive ones or the one negative experience I mean that could be all with the same person too like your spouse right they could do and say 20 amazing things or do 20 um, do or say 20 amazing things for you but they do one wrong thing and boom that's what you're focused on particularly if you were stressed out or depressed right And it works throughout your life as well. Everything becomes a threatening tiger and pumping your body full of the hormones that we don't want. You know, your boss or colleague that you despise and undermines you or makes you feel crap, or your mother in law or insert other person here that stresses you out, or the deadline um, on what you're doing at work, or just trying to fit it all in, you know, and do all the things that lead you to a balanced life, which is a whole other podcast on work-life balance and why it's a myth, you know. But anyway, on the fertility journey, if you're struggling, everything becomes a tiger. You know that person that asks you when you're going to have a baby? That's a tiger. The temperature you forgot to take or woke up too late for and are now beating yourself up about? That can be a tiger. The fertility diet you're eating and starting to seriously resent? Tiger. The million and one supplements you're taking and spending a f- small fortune on and are uh, resenting. Tiger. As well as that one comment maybe that your doctor made which you can't get out of your head. You know, and we also tend to distort what our doctors tell us because of the ne- negativity bias, the extreme stress of the situation, and because of the perceived level of authority that we give to doctors. But I can tell you that no one knows your body better than you. So on top of all your fertility challenges, fighting the daily pressure of making sure we're eating right, keeping fit, keeping our household chores done, getting a promotion and the other 20 billion things we're meant to have done in one day, all of which is keeping us in this fight or flight mode, you know, is it any wonder we are where we are? You know, particularly if you're a self-proclaimed perfectionist, right? Wow, you know, this is all too much. This is all too much for anyone. Everyone would be overwhelmed, exhausted, and frazzled in this situation. And remember what I said about the physical reaction here. We trigger this fight or flight and all that cortisol and adrenaline flooding your body. We know that this isn't good for fertility. And that's why I'm always about creating your best life now because it helps you get off this stress roller coaster. It's not to say that we won't experience stress, but when the majority of your life is uh, ticking over nicely, well then it's far easier to actually deal with the stress. So let's dig into this negativity bias even further. According to an article by Very Well Mind, um, some finding from uh, psychological research includes that the negativity bias influences motivation to complete a task people are less motivated when an incentive results in gaining something but are more motivated when an incentive will avoid the loss of something for example here you know do you run faster if your house is on fire or to reach a million dollars you know that's your survival mode in action you will run faster to get away from danger and away from the fire and with all this stress going on in your life, your body isn't devoting the resources it needs to your fertility to survive. You know, so sticking to your fertility diet might prove a very negative experience or a tiger if you really, really love that sourdough bread down the street because you're experiencing it as um, the loss of something rather than the gaining of something. And they go on to say in this article that. Additional studies have shown that negative news is more likely to be perceived as truthful. Negative news is more likely to be perceived as truthful. Since negative information draws greater attention, it also may be seen as having greater validity. And we also know that that's not true on an intellectual level, but we need to get that into our emotional level. And that's really insightful to know this on the journey. Plus, the brain has a greater reaction to bad news than neutral or positive stuff. Uh, In studies conducted by a psychologist called, I'm going to butcher his name here, it's um, John Cassipioppo, participants were shown pictures of either positive, negative, or neutral images. Now, the researchers then observed electrical activity in the brain. Negative images produced a much stronger response in the cerebral cortex than did positive or neutral images. Due to this surge in activity in a a critical information processing area of the brain, our behaviors and attitudes tend to be shaped more powerfully by bad news, experiences, and information. And it's actually easy to feed into the negative news for many reasons, okay? Because number one, it confirms our own doubts and thoughts and beliefs. It's like, yes, I found evidence. Even my doctor thinks I can't. Or that's there's that part of you that doesn't believe and it's like, oh, you know. Um, it, it, and it just kind of confirms that for us. Number two, because quite often we're looking for evidence and confirmation about why something happened. And it's far easier to believe that it's something physical than something in our belief systems, because that's the way we've been brought up, um, that our mind doesn't really matter in the fertility journey. And three, because it's far more relatable. Negative news is far more relatable because not only do we have a negativity bias, but we're also conditioned from a young age to relate to other people based on negative experiences, which feeds into our negativity bias. Just listen to the water cooler conversations anyway, and you'll hear about weight that someone can't lose, a crappy partner doing something wrong, how exhausted people are and have no time. Nobody's talking about the good things that are going on in their life for any length of time or for, you know, for any great amount of significant time or experience. And we all nod our heads and go, yep, I've been there, you poor thing. And then we add our own tales of woe. So it's often said when talking about this negativity bias that we have a Velcro brain for the negative, so we hold on to it, and a Teflon brain for the neutral and positive things in our lives, so it just slides right off. And it's no wonder if our brains are lighting up like Christmas trees when we have that negative experience. So if you find it easier to focus on the negative aspects of your fertility journey, you are not alone. And it's not your fault. However, awareness goes a long, long way to turning this lizard brain of ours around, okay? So I've now given you a lot of information, but what can we do? Firstly, you can actually be aware of the negativity bias. Just knowing that negative things can trigger you into fight or flight state is important, and these so-called negative things might not be what you always think they are i.e. a deadline, a negative boss, that kind of thing, or um, a throwaway line that your doctor said that you now have ruminating around in your brain. And knowing these things can help you see things with greater perspective and can also help you assess whether or not you are in danger. Is that deadline really going to eat you? You forgot to take your temperature or supplement Is this really going to affect whether or not you get pregnant this month? You ate a piece of bread. How many countless women ate bread and conceived? Okay, let's face it, ladies. Conditions do not have to be optimal for you to get pregnant. Women with PCOS and endometriosis and many other conditions can and do get pregnant. These aren't considered optimal for fertility, though, but it happens. And that's why it can be important to have a look at your life from the ground up and find where those things are that cause you a lot of stress and try and reduce the things that trigger the stressful situations or change your mindset towards these things. For example, if your job is stressful, you can either quit your job or change jobs. Reduce the stressful things you do in it. Or I know people who flip their hatred of a deadline to one of love. Instead of, you know, focusing on the stress, they notice that when they have a deadline, they do their best work. It's possible to also to love your diet despite not eating bread if you give yourself a big enough reason why and associate positive feelings towards that big enough reason why. Think of gaining something rather than losing something. It's when we feel forced to do things and give our power away that we experience this. I have no choice. Stress. My doctor says this is the only option. I doubt it is. So be aware of what triggers you and assess if you are really in danger. But also the negativity bias lives in the primitive part of our brain, the instinctual part. It doesn't live in the unconscious or the conscious mind. And these are two parts of our thinking mind that we can have more control over. So effectively training the rest of your brain to think positively and wiring that brain with new synapses and neural pathways will keep your brain in in greater balance then the lizard brain can look for real danger while the other parts of your brain can get on with seeing the good in life and balancing out the really stressful things. This way when the stressful times come along, you're able to make better decisions and have greater perspective um, if you're actually geared towards the positive generally. Things you can uh, do to help yourself include having a gratitude journal or even just focusing what is going right in your life on a daily basis. Um, So the trick is here, um, we need to savor the positive moments in our lives. Like I said, you know, we kind of have this Teflon for the positive moments, but we need to focus on those and remember them, much like we focus on the negative things. Take an extra 20 seconds, for example, to notice when you're really having a lovely day, or somebody says something nice to you. Savor the feeling. Or even when you wake up in the morning, think about your lovely house or your amazing husband or whatever else is going right in your life right now. Because what happens is you build the neural pathways in your brain for positivity so that positive thinking becomes the path of least resistance in your brain. And you do this by thinking those positive thoughts or um, being grateful for something Maybe you want to keep a journal of the things that are amazing about your life or at least have been amazing about your life if you're struggling to find the positive right now because I know that can be hard. Sometimes if you're in an extreme rut, you have to be mechanical about getting yourself out of it and forcing yourself to do this stuff until it becomes so natural that you don't even think about it. It just happens. So honestly, for yourself, write yourself a list of all the ways you feel like your fight or flight response is triggered on a daily basis and start to work out where you can reduce it and force yourself to think about the positive things that are happening in your life right now or have happened in your life and find greater balance in your brain. Thanks for tuning in today to Miracles Happen, where we talk about the power of your mind and emotions. On the journey to conceiving your baby, I'm Bella Hilton, and I look forward to podcasting with you again soon. And if you've enjoyed today, remember to leave a review. Anyway, happy positivity hunting, everyone. You deserve success. You deserve your baby. Big hugs to you all. And remember, miracles happen. Thanks for listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. If you like the show and you want to check out more podcasts, just head to studiofertility.com slash podcasts, or you can leave us a review. When it comes to conceiving your baby, we're going to leave no stone unturned. So join me next time where you will get more insider knowledge that currently only my clients have access to. And let's get your dreams back on track.